Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. Everyone's in studio today. Jason Cross. Hello. Life Johnson. Howdy. The most important man in the room is Dan Masuoka, our producer. Hi, Hello, hi. Dan. So, Dan's the most important man in the room because he's keeping track of our YouTube and Twitter feeds, as you may have noticed before we officially started the show. <laughs> Gave a hat tip to everyone who's watching and listening. He's looking for your comments and questions, and he'll chime in. Uh, as we go about the show. So if you have something on your mind that you'd like to talk about in regards to Apple, technology, San Pellegrino, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, let us know and uh, contribute to the show. It's a big part of our show. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, user. We're going to have some audience hot takes today. We thought it would be a good time to do that. But first we're going to talk about some announcements that Adobe made. Earlier this week, the Adobe Max conference. Is it still going on or did it finish up? I I don't know how long it goes for. I know the, the yeah. keynotes and stuff were yesterday. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Adobe or, has its own trade show and they made some announcements. Uh, the big announcement that they made the other day is that uh, Photoshop CC, mm-hmm. Photoshop Creative Cloud, is coming to the iPad. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a... It's it's sort of I think it's been completely re-engineered for the iPad. Well, what they're saying is, and I like their verbiage here. It's not it's not Photoshop for the iPad. It's Photoshop on, on the right. iPad. <laughs> it's, it's, on. The, it's the Photoshop you know. It's the whole core engine. Yeah. It opens all your PSDs from your regular yeah. Photoshop on your desktop and saves PSDs and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, so if if you're a Photoshop user and you're excited about this, uh, let us know what you guys think of this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to ship until 2019. They didn't say when in 2019. That's right. Probably know it's December 31st <laughs> or true. January 1st. Yeah. So they're trying to get it out quick because they're they said it's not going to have every feature that's in Photoshop Desktop yeah. right off the bat. It's going to have all your Just layers and brushes right. and things that work good, but things like the video editing type stuff, yeah. that they, that's not in there. Which is fine. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. And they'll add that. They said, we're going to add stuff as we go, but we want to get 1.0 out quickly. And Right. And yeah, I guess to keep that in mind, it will be a 1.0 product. So it may mm-hmm. not be a feature match for Photoshop. I don't even know what version they're on now on, on the Mac. But even so, the ability to use the PSD files on the same, yeah. you know, just to go back, you know, from your desktop to working on your iPad, that'll be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the yeah. the best things. So, you know, not only do you have all the features, but, you know, there's none of this saving and stuff. There, yeah. there kind of is. The way they described it, it made it sound like you're simultaneously working. Looking at their right. demo and stuff, you mm-hmm. save it to the cloud. You save your PSD to the cloud on your desktop or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you open your cloud PSD on your iPad. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. there's a saving back and forth, but there's not, you know, you know, it's not like simultaneously having it open in two places and just like yeah. working on both wherever. You know. Yeah. Well, see, I, I can see that. Like, you know, I mean, let's give it an example. Ulysses, when I write something up on my iPhone, you know, mm-hmm. I can open it up on my Mac, but I can't be using them at the same time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it, they'll, yeah. they'll be saved conflict. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 And it looks really good. It looks like they did a really good job of making an interface that hides a lot of features when you're not using them to get them out of the way, makes good use of the, the pencil. Uh, they have yeah. a nice little thing where they have like a little software button that you just, like you'll be using the pencil if you want to use a second command for the pencil. You you hold down a button with your thumb, mm-hmm. and then it becomes something secondary, yeah. an eraser, the clone tool, whatever you want to make it be. 
you know, so they're, they're doing some smart touch stuff. They're not just saying, well, let's make all the buttons bigger, you know, right, <laughs> and right. be done with it. And but, lighten up on uh, Twitter, asked the big question, how much does it cost? They did not announce pricing. I it's think. it's not it's not going to be separate. It's going to be the same one. Part of if you buy Photoshop, you get it there. So Just I, like I if pay you buy Lightroom, you get Lightroom on a month. CC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's part of their their Creative Cloud subscription. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the cheapest way to get it is the photography package, that's which is nine ninety nine, and that's Photoshop and Lightroom. And okay. there's two Lightrooms. There's like Lightroom CC and old Lightroom. They still sell. And yeah. So you yeah. get both of those, and you get Photoshop for nine ninety nine a month. That's the cheapest. And then there's other packages they subscriptions they sell that include Photoshop. Yeah. They didn't make any announcements about Lightroom coming, did they? Uh, no, there's no. just the yes. there's the Lightroom they have now, which is not desktop right. Lightroom. Mm -hmm. Um they said a long time ago when they were talking about um not said they they um the rumors when they were talking about working on this, the rumors before were saying they're starting with this mm -hmm. and uh, the goal is eventually to kind of make this the way all Adobe stuff works. Yes, I would love to have InDesign. Like all of, all Adobe stuff, Illustrator, is wow. just wherever it needs, whatever screen you need to have it on. Yeah, I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of one of those interesting things because it's like Apple is suggesting. Well, I guess maybe this is Adobe, but it's mm -hmm. like you know that people want touch, you know, want the ability to write on a screen. But Apple still saying, nah, it's people don't really want that, and at least on MacBooks. Like why oh, not? True, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mm. the uh, Apple's big into <clears throat> big into pencil <clears throat> on the um, iPad mm -hmm. and yeah. and doesn't want to make a touch screen on on its on laptops. a on a <laughs> laptop. I think if the the MacBook was that design where you know you could fold it back over, I mean you know, and make it into a tablet, Apple would be more open to that. But mm -hmm. I actually can't see them doing that. First of all, I, from what I've seen, usually that makes a more fragile product product. And I don't know if Apple would actually do that. Um, but uh, I think that's the main reason that stops them, at least at the pencil. You know, the touch thing is just kind of like a convenience factor. But I do see people use it all the time. But uh, I, I think that's one reason why they keep it off there. Because, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you run the risk also of, like, almost snapping the, uh, you know, the display of the MacBook off if you type, you know, if you draw too quite hardly, uh, hard on that. So... I'm also a little curious about like if I think because I have friends who use high end Wacoms, mm -hmm. yeah, and I don't know if this is going to be. I'll be I'll be curious to see how many professional you know graphic designers, art designers are actually going to use this, or do you think it's going to be you know more amateur level? Well, see, this is this is one of the you know that is one of the articles I want to do when this comes out. I want I I have a couple of artists that I know that I I would um, like to talk to, and but you know, a couple of months ago I talked to one of the artists that worked on uh, Hotel Transylvania too, and you know she works on a Wacom tablet, and you know she said that you know she loves the idea behind the iPad, and she loves the Apple Pencil. She thinks it's one of the best stylists she's ever seen, but you know there was no logical re re way, um, reason for her to work on it because she'd all work on Photoshop. This gives her a chance to do that. It'd be n nice to follow it up. But you know, she actually believed that the pencil was an excellent tool for, uh, you know, for drawing and drafting and stuff. And just on level with the uh, the Wacom, it just didn't have the, um, you know, the support for it. And this gives you a chance to, you know, if I want to go, you know, do a draft out in the park or something like that, I can do it and then I can go back and work on a more complex thing later in my actual studio so there's that i mean there are there are professionals now who are who have it what they consider a really annoying workflow and that they've started to use other applications to do 
drawing and sketching and, you know, wireframing and stuff like that on an iPad because it's convenient and mm -hmm. it's, it's a really, and like you said, it's a really good stylus, you know, and it's lightweight and it's all this and you can be detached from your computer on like a Wacom tablet where you're, it's an input device for, you know, so you, they like that, but then it's like they can only go so far and then they're saving it and then they're trying to import some image into Photoshop to do all their other final stuff that only works really well in Photoshop and mm -hmm. it's, it's a pain. I, I think that the um, their ability to do what they need to do, save it, and just open it up on the desktop if there's something they need to do on the desktop, and it is a Photoshop file. They're not translating, and they've got special they, formatted. Yeah, tablet file. they can have all their layers intact right. and all that other stuff. Like I think it's going to help some people. Um, I think it's as a 1.0 product. Mm -hmm. It, it there, there's probably going to be shortcomings where some yeah. you know some of the professionals go oh but I, I really need to do this mm -hmm. yeah and then maybe you know a year down the line it'll be able to do that it, people yeah. are just going back and forth between right. their big screen they need and their convenient touch right. device yeah so Dan I don't know a lot of video people but I do know a lot of artists and yeah they've been wanting this for a long time and it's mm -hmm. I know a couple of them that have been kind of angry it's just such an obvious thing and this is obvious. To my knowledge, it's nothing to do on Apple's part. It's more on Adobe's thing. But maybe they thought the processor couldn't support it in the past. Maybe they thought that the controls would be too cramped. I don't know. You always had the 12-inch one. Um, but uh, but no, plenty of artists that I know want want this. It's it's so logical. And it, this is one of the things where, you know, the strength of a product it actually kind of depends on the third-party vendors. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, you know, the iPad is a great device. But if no one's supporting it, that's, that's one of the things. And here, this is one of the people that it is most perfect for the device and you know like Jason said it's going to be you know 1.0 product it'll have some problems with it but I think those get ironed out I think this is like the one of the star products for the iPad it's it should a, have been longer it's an interesting development um, mm -hmm. exercise because Photoshop's old mm -hmm. right for all the things they add and change and replace over, replace over the years that code base is 30 years old yeah. mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's legacy stuff in there that's just a mess, yeah. you know, <laughs> deep down, things that haven't been sure. replaced in, in 15 years. Um, and, the, you know, they just started this as a, uh, to hear Adobe tell it, they started it as a Skunkworks project more than a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. just to see, can we get it running? Mm -hmm. You know, and when it started, it started to be like, oh, we can make something function, you know, mm -hmm. it actually functions, it works okay, we need to, it doesn't have an interface and all this. Then they, and they started to rope in Apple get support yeah. from and help from Apple into like trying to get the code to run on the iPad and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's a, it's a big effort. If it was a new app, if you're making a new application from scratch mm -hmm. and you want it to run on multiple things, you, you do things very differently than if you start yeah. with a really, really old program like that. And this is another thing, just the very fact that it's old. It's so familiar. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't basically feel like I'm using a different Photoshop than what I was using like in 2003 as far as familiarity, about where to, where to go with it and stuff like this. And uh, that that's really important. It's like when I open Procreate, which is probably the best, you know, kind of like painting, drawing program on the iPad right now. I have no idea what I'm doing when I open that thing. But in Photoshop, my hands know exactly where to go, so... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Dan. What are you gonna? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh, how many? Do you know how many points of pressure uh, the Apple Pencil has? Not off the top of my head. Because I think, like, I want to say it's 1024, mm -hmm. which yeah, is pretty low. Because I feel like mid, like you know, good quality mid-level Wacoms are 4,000. 4,000, yeah. So yeah. Uh, to me, that sounds kind of weak. 
But it's the, it, like it yeah. is the convenience factor, and yeah. especially if you can move between the two, yeah. you know, it's a great thing to start off with the drafting. Uh, and that's when I have heard artists talk about it. That's what they're mainly talking about is the draw, their drafting, the sketching out ideas. A lot of the ideas come to them more comfortably when they're out in the park or in a restaurant or something like that. And that's where you could use your iPad, and then boom, you have the same file with the skeleton that you could go and work on your bigger thing in your studio. And then James and I uh, kind of share this question: Is what about power? Are the you know, are the iPads strong enough? And what's the battery life, you know, if you're doing, you know, running, we're, you we're know, quote-unquote pro yeah, applications? We're going to have no idea until it comes out how demanding it is in terms of battery life. Uh, their demo looked good. It looked pretty fast. I mean, if you think about Photoshop runs pretty well on a uh, fairly, like a, if you have a five-year-old mid-level laptop, it's still Photoshop works, runs yeah. pretty well, yeah. you know. It you always comes to, down to RAM. You have mm-hmm. to get a, you yeah. have to have, if you have a really big project, like a movie poster mm-hmm. with 14 layers, it then you start to run out of RAM. Right. Like but, but processor performance, it's not that big a deal. And um, yeah. and modern day, the A-series processors in an iPad Pro mm-hmm. are fast. Like, yeah. they're easily as fast as a five-year-old laptop. Right. And I'm very sure we're going to be impressed if Apple ever announces a event for this month um but yeah that the new ones you know hopefully going to blow us away too it should be able to handle that and i I have a feeling that's what remember i kind of mentioned this earlier that maybe that they've been waiting for like a a processor that could support it or something like that but i I think we're at that point now yeah i think any even the first ipad pros are going to be easily Mm -hmm. fast enough where where it's going to get weird is if you have an ipad that's pre-2018 a regular ipad non-pro you don't have apple pencil so you're you're touching around with your finger to do Photoshop, <laughs> right, and it's a little right. and it's a sl- slower version of a yeah. you know th- that m- may not be a great experience on those. Yeah, the first time I heard about the pencil, that that was that was when I started asking, why isn't Photoshop on this? Why? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was such a perfect. People companion. have been begging for this forever. Yes. So Adobe also introduced uh, Premiere Rush, mm-hmm. which is essentially a iPad version of its. Premiere software. It's, it's everywhere. It's a separate Premiere mm-hmm. yeah. that um, operates. It's very cloud-based, and what you do is um, it's made for people who like YouTubers and stuff who need to quickly turn around video without right. all the complexity of Premiere that people use for making movies into the cinema. And stuff so like it's that, sort right? of in between. Like to, I, I hate to, I hate to use an Apple to compare a, uh, an Apple analogy, but. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like in between Final Cut and iMovie. It I've is. heard a lot of people yeah. compare it to yeah. iMovie. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not exact. It's not the same level as iMovie. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like it's, a little more pro than iMovie, right. but it's not Final not, Cut level. Not Final Cut level, right? Um, and and but it works in that same principle of like you sort of have your one main timeline. Yeah, it's like optional in Rush to go split into all these multiple timelines yeah. and everything, and you know, so it's got a kind of like the magnetic timeline of Final right. Cut. Right. Right. Um, but the interesting thing about it is you, you pick all your stuff. It just it makes a timeline for you. It's very quick to trim and edit and do the the kind of edits that people do to make sort of online content mm-hmm. uh, and add titles and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you save it, you can just open that up on your iPad, and then and it's all there. Right. And it and it works exactly the same. And there's you pinch your to zoom your timeline and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you just save it and open it on your desktop. And it's it literally all the media that you use for your project uploads to the cloud. And if you open it on your other thing, you just get like that red block for 
this media hasn't uploaded yet. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. waiting on it, and right, it'll right. fill in. <laughs> and as you work, it'll just like kind of fill in as everything downloads. Yeah. So it's really this neat cloud thing. I, 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 I hate to think what's going to happen to your data cap if you're the kind of yes. person <laughs> with a data cap trying to do right. all this, you know, and shuffling it over to cloud like that. Yeah. But, um, but it's a really cool way to work where you can get started. You can do your rough cut on that iPad on the plane right. or sitting in the yeah. airport or whatever you got to right. do, and then open it up on your desktop and finish it up later. Finalize with, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, considering that we do video all the time and our average video project is like 40 gigs of media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't like other companies have tried to do kind of like offline cloud editing mm-hmm. and it's just not fast enough. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just not. And I think your stuff is probably a little bigger than what they imagine for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure. But it's still, you're still probably talking about a lot. Just, mm-hmm. just getting all the low res preview keyframe stuff up and down is a lot. But it is neat that they're kind of thinking forward enough that, like, hey, you know, eventually this is the way we're all going to work. Right. <laughs> the internet needs to catch up, but it's, eventually you're just going to open this here. Yeah. And if you're on the same local network, I bet it's fast. I don't think you have to actually go through like cloud servers all the time. Maybe you do. Yeah. I mean, cause like we, we use a NAS, so yeah. it, it takes, you know, eight hard drives to be able to handle, you know, our media. Right. Like if it was just a NAS with two drives, you start to, you know, you might run into issues. So right, because you you've configured that NAS as a RAID, exactly, uh, and so you're getting the, as much speed as you can, and then yeah. backing it up, right. So yeah, I I mean, it's questionable because like I th- I think as it catches up and the technology catches up, I think resolution in the media is just going to get larger. So it's like okay, right. now we're fast enough to handle yesterday's media, but now it's like you know our projects are you know. 200 gigs on yeah. average right, you know because video exactly and... so i i don't i don't know if it's 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 i think it's just going to always be lagging behind what um you know offline media is going to be yeah so i don't know did they announce a ship date for premier rush it's out it is out yeah, okay launched it. it's been in some like closed beta for a little while and okay. it's just out now and the pricing do, does anyone know the pricing I didn't look it um, you can get it by itself for ten bucks a month, and if you have a, I believe if you have a package that includes Premiere, you get Premiere Rush. Yeah. but yeah. those start at like twenty nine or something. Mm-hmm. It's big, bigger than the photography yeah. package. Yeah, maybe we should uh, we should try that out because we have the full package for <coughs> right. everything. So mm. yeah, like, I mean, all right, should, let's you see. Should, you should give it a whirl just just to see. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. I didn't look closely enough to see if you can do a project on Premiere Rush. Mm. Save it. And open it in Premiere if you want to do some fancier stuff that Premiere Rush doesn't do. And then exporting it out. Yeah, and, and finish, just do your last bits. Because it's also supposed to be a lot faster, just in general. Not just the workflow part, but the actual, like, the way it does background rendering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that make Final Cut fast, for for example. All right, we'll check it out. Yeah, we'll check it out. Um, Yeah, so Adobe made some announcements. Check our website for an article on... What they announced uh, when the soft when Photoshop for iPad gets released, mm-hmm. we'll do a review of it. We'll take a look at it. It's going to be a while before we see it, though. Yes, cool. But maybe we can get a beta. Who knows? But we'll see. Who knows? Uh, we'll take a look at it when it comes out. Uh, 
and we'll have a review of Premier Rush mm-hmm. sooner than later, I hope. So <laughs> we'll rush it depends out. if my we'll see what my author uh, how fast they can turn it around. Uh, but yeah, we got those in the works. So if you want more information, uh, check our website. We have links to stories and a uh, link to the Adobe Max information. So um, we thought the rest of the show we could do some audience hot takes because it's a relatively there. I mean, there have been a lot of Apple tidbit news kind of that came out this week. But there's been no news about an Apple iPad around. <laughs> no yeah. news about an iPad. You know, there was a theory that there'd be a fall announcement. We haven't heard anything yet. And I think well, Tim Cook was recently on a trip. He's mm-hmm. back. And I think he's leaving again later this month. Hmm. So I don't know when to... Maybe it won't happen until November. Yeah, it could be. It would be the first yeah. time they've done that, but it could, it could happen. It could happen. And they have done a November releases before releases but the event was still in October. yeah and was doomed and the imac pro was november last year so did it even ship in november or was it december by the it time was it... i think it was december by the time it december. shipped and the yeah. event which was a small uh, right media only event but they in New York. but they uh actually announced that at wwdc that's true that's true so, so it's yeah. not like they hadn't announced it right they just so, kind of gave pricing and all that yeah. stuff yeah I'd love to see an event. Just if nothing else, it gives us something to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. with all the with all the rumors that have come out about these new iPads, it's like that can't be until next March or something. That's right. got to be this year, <laughs> right? It's got to so, be. So. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and they're running into that fourth quarter. I, I just don't see them really doing that. Yeah, that November December so. time frame. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe those event those invitations would have to go out probably in the next like today or tomorrow. Yes. Let me check my email real quick. If right. they're <laughs> if they're going to have anything. it within this, uh... yeah, nothing. All right. They're usually they've they've been on Thursdays usually, but there's right. one that's been was on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and Halloween's on a Wednesday night. It's like be weird if they had right. it on Halloween because <laughs> yeah, people have <laughs> like feelings. And they have stuff to do. They have yeah, kids. Right. They gotta do stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? So I get 140 trick or treaters a year. <laughs> like I, I got to be home. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll see if if we hear anything about an event. Well, surely post something on our website. And and really on Twitter, real quick, just ask uh, if they will make an iPad Mini with Apple Pencil. How do you guys feel about? them on app ipad mini do you think I, it's i think the mini's done i think the mini is yeah. dead I and mini. i think it's too small for the pencil and actually you wrote a well you wrote an article about how you use the the max more than the, the ipad mm-hmm. now which sort of translates into mm-hmm. the ipad mini the only way so, i could yeah. see it like you know being you know you would all, if you were using it for writing it would almost have to be one line at a time and right. that's that's not yeah. very ideal the I, the iPhone being so big now and so high res, it basically uh, is the mini. Is yeah, it, it yeah. makes the mini not fit that niche, that right. size. The size niche doesn't really right. It's does the gap isn't so big to fill anymore, you know. And yeah. that, that was one of the. And that's what our Roman was saying. That was one of the points I was making in that article. Was that uh, people like the mini, but you know, it's and also the, the price gap because it's not right. Uh, regular nine point seven inch iPads are relatively Three. cheap. Compared to what they used to be, three twenty nine is not right. like crazy. So many it's is not how like much now? they need it to be. We need a two forty nine iPad. I don't think they need that. Right. Will, will the pencil ever support uh, for the iPhone? For the no, 
that, that's Probably what I was not. saying. It, the only okay. way you do it, it has to be one line at a time. It's it's really awkward, and uh, you know, even with another stylist, it's just too far away from. Uh, I bet no. no. I don't. I don't I think, think Apple's so. got any desire to yeah. put stylus support into the. IA. It could yeah, be possible, but I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. So what are the hot takes? Robin? Well, the hot takes. The first one comes from at Chief Foss. Oh, never mind. I says, think I pulled the wrong one. No, that's, no, that's the right one. Okay. He says, given how much the iPhone XS cost, Apple should at least include AirPods in the box. That's not going to happen, man. <laughs> hey, I'm all for free AirPods. Well, not free, but AirPods. But Apple likes its margins. Right. Yeah. And that would cut into its margins. They like to have what? It's like a 30-something percent margin. Or more, yeah. Or more. And that would definitely cut into its margins, and I mean the margin for an iPad. They, they don't even give you a dongle anymore, right? Well, so yeah, give so you a dongle. I, I think I'm I absolutely agree that Apple needs to do less penny pinching on yes. the XS, and but I don't think giving you free AirPods is the place I would start. I would start with uh, the headphone dongle. Taking it out was just cheap yeah. and, and lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a fast charger. Like, that's the first places to start. The stuff that's already in the box should be... Up to date. Like, premium. You're paying $1,100. It should be the best. You know, and then after that, you could do things like, hey, give people more free iCloud storage or make backups not count against iCloud storage or, you know... Now, along with what you're saying, one reason why it would be great to have, you know, maybe discounted, you know, AirPods. Buy an iPhone, you get, you know, some kind Bundles, of discount. Yeah. It's yeah. some kind of bundle. Because right. Apple got rid, you know, famously got rid of the headphone jack. It was like, now we want to show you how awesome, you know, wireless stuff can be. I love my AirPods. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, but the thing is, the, the cost kind of, you know, dissuaded. I only got them because of this job, to be honest with you. But now, but now I love them. And, uh, you know, and, you know, if you give away to people, here's a, Let's lower that barrier to entry so you can see how amazing wireless stuff is and how convenient and how easy to charge and how easy, actually easy to, you know, keep track of. You know, I think that would make it, you know, be adopted more quickly and yeah, you would have had a lot fewer maybe people. Maybe they're $99 for people who buy an iPhone ten. Yes, that yeah. would be an Apple reasonable like price. Yes. And I, th- I think, trying to figure out a way to word this, that the AirPods have kind of become, I don't want to say a premium product. Mm-hmm. But they're, to say that it's an accessory would probably make Apple people go, no, yeah. it's a standalone product. Yeah, Do you know is. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it does more than just, the technology behind it is mm-hmm. more than just transmitting the audio. Yes. To, it's, it does a little more than that in terms of how it works yeah. and how it functions and how the quality and honestly, of it. The price isn't, we made, yeah, we all made fun of the price, but then all the other true wireless headphones came out and any that are any good are at least 169. Yeah. Some are yeah, more. Yeah. And, and it turns out that, Oh, that's just not an insane price. Right. After all. Right. Yeah. For what it yeah. is, it's actually reasonable. It's one of the more reasonably priced yeah. Apple products out there, I think. Yeah. And so to include it free with the iPhone XS would sort of, I don't, I don't, I guess an Apple's marketing mind would say that's I don't know, a, a degrading to the AirPods, yeah. mm-hmm. but you know or, what I mean? Or, or to the iPhone. Like it's right. like that they have to bribe people to buy an iPhone right. by, by throwing in a $170 yeah. Yeah. product. Yeah. As someone who, I'm, I don't know anything about marketing, so I don't know if I'm conveying what I'm saying about I think, the two I, pods, I think I understand you know what, I mean? what you mean. It's yeah. The, it's the. They don't want to. Ch- Cheapen, so to speak, the it's, AirPods by making them. What free. did they call it? The Cadillac principle or something like that, yeah. where it's like based on the cost. There was a time when, based on the cost of manufacture, Cadillacs should have cost like $15,000. Yeah. 
and they sold them for thirty thousand dollars because of the part of it being expensive was part of the brand. Mm-hmm. Being right, like, right. That was <laughs> yeah, part yeah. of the, the thing is that right. this is not something not everybody can afford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Apple's kind of like that in the way it's yeah. like kind of stinks, but it's like they don't make they don't make cheap products. Mm-hmm. They're cheap products. products. Yes. Their cheap products are last just last year's best products. Right. Like mm-hmm. they only make best products. Right. Like that's their whole marketing. Yeah. yeah. Angle. So, yeah, I, I can see them not wanting to give away, especially mm, a very right. successful thing like that. Right. And, yeah, and it, and it goes a lot. You know, see, I think Apple often, it doesn't always, you know, but it does make quality products and stuff. And, yeah. you know, if I could go to the fashion world, Prada, um, you know, I know some fashion brands make some cheap stuff, but Prada stuff, that's that, that'll last several many years. Yeah. And uh, so I consider Apple kind of like that. Yeah. So speaking of throwaway products, this brings us to our next hot take from Ryan Jason Berman, mm-hmm. who says, the Mac Mini is one of the greatest desktop oh, no. PCs, in my opinion. I've had one since 2010, and it still runs incredibly on the latest version of High Sierra. I use it as a Plex server and have my whole library of movies, TV shows, anywhere I am. Hoping for a new one soon. Keep so, hoping. <laughs> well, the, 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 I met, the Mac Mini has not been updated in four years now. Yeah, I think five years, four years, five years. So, which uh, this is why I kind of made fun of it as a throwaway product. Mm-hmm. So that Apple seems to not, you know, yeah, we have the AirPods that Apple cares about so much, and then there's the Mac Mini that Apple doesn't seem to care about that much. Yeah, and in instances where Ryan Jason Berman's talking about, it works fine for that. Mm-hmm. I. I have a Mac Mini at home. That's I don't know. It might be it might be ten years old now. Mm-hmm. But all it is is a file server, mm-hmm. and you don't need high end performance for a file server. Yeah, Plex servers so. run on people make a, like Arduino yeah. things. Right, Plex servers. Right. It's more about your media performance than right. it is about you know right like a lot a lot of processor performance yeah. or RAM or something. Yeah, um, and Plex servers are great thing to use a Mac mini for or yeah. file servers and stuff. Right. And that's what uh, the the rumor about them updating the Mac mini was they were going to kind of target the update at those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people who, instead of trying to make it a cheap monitorless thing for people who need a desktop computer mm-hmm. to do all of their, yeah. to run f- photos and e- email mm-hmm. and Safari and all that other stuff. It's going to be for people who set something up and put it in a closet and forget yeah, about it. Yeah. And that's it is a great product for those in the sense that they work great for that. But it's a, still a bad product in the sense that if you go buy a Mac Mini to be a Plex server, you're overspending. Right, right. Like there are much cheaper ways to make a Plex server. Yeah. You're paying for four-year-old technology at, at a... At a premium price with like, price with like aluminum and all this stuff that and you're yeah. gonna stick it in a closet. Yeah, I wonder what the margin is on that product now. Oh god, I don't know. Because some of those parts are probably not manufactured in really large volumes anymore. Right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Right. It's probably right. it might even be cheaper to update it just to get <laughs> right. pieces that are made in Well, large and we numbers. don't even know how many units they sell of the Mac Mini anymore. It can't be, it can't be much. They're not yeah. in like you can't find them. They're not out in Apple stores right. or anything. Right, like they're that. not even out in the Apple store. I think that's people buying them probably like on eBay and you know fixing yeah. them yeah. up a little bit. Can you you can still buy one on Apple.com. Yeah, right? I think on the, so. And the online store. Yeah. They're just and I bet if you asked for one in an Apple store, they, they may have one. They'll blow off the dust and wipe yeah, it down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is, Mac Mini. So you can still buy one. You can still buy one. But it's so. it's 
prices for what you get, its price is not great as a file server, Plex server thing. And um, and, and John uh, on YouTube brings up, you know, also they're not using NAS drives, mm -hmm. so yeah. it's not really yeah. set up, you know, for that long term. Right. Yeah, you, right. and you can plug in a USB three. Uh, yeah. not, not even USB three. Is it USB two? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can plug in a USB hard drive. <laughs> yeah, that's USB two. You know, or, or it can just be the transcoder to manage a network drive on your for your Plex server. Right. But it's still. Yeah, you're pay you're paying a little a premium for a desktop computer to make it a closet computer. Right. See, that would be interesting actually. Is if Apple came out with a NAS mm -hmm. that was also a media server. That was my argument. Is that they should replace now that they got rid of their their uh, routers, right? <laughs> that they should replace that with a home file server because that's not a real that's not a market that's being really well taken care of right now. Yeah. There are relatively cheap file servers, but they're kind of for, for home office type yeah, yeah. Synology drives and stuff like that. Right. Like there's a real market for a 499. Here's a big, huge chunk of storage that's on your network. You just plug the, your network thing into this or it's on wireless. Right. It's not a router or anything. It just sits somewhere on your home network and it stores all of your photos and video yeah. and all of your iMovie projects right. and all of anything else you want to put on it. And yeah, and they could call it some sort of local iCloud storage or some right. nonsense. They could make up some <laughs> marketing for it. But I think that would be a cool product. Essentially a, a, a Mac mini that instead of having an Intel processor and running OS ten. It had an A10 or something in there, and it was yeah. just a huge, and it had a ton of storage, yeah. and it was a huge file server. Yeah. Uh, James on Twitter says he's going to the Apple Store later today, so he'll look to see if the Mac Mini is being displayed. So I told him to ask if they even have any on hand. So right. hopefully yeah. he'll report back next week. If you week. want to buy one, can you walk out of the store right. with one? I'd be interested to know if even the Apple person even knows what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I bet they do. <laughs> do you have any Mac Minis? Speaking what? of it. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Point to the 13-inch? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So for those sole purposes, the Mac Mini works fine. Mm -hmm. But if you want to use it as a desktop machine, it's... Yeah. My wife uses one still. And... Whenever I use her computer, I just turn and go, what it's am sad, I doing? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like slow. So it's like, Certain things are just so slow to right. load. And she only uses it like to surf the web, really, and check her email. So, and the rest of the time, she's on her work laptop. But, yeah, oh. it's just kind of like, oh, my gosh. What the? But it's always been the one that I would have wanted to buy my parents. Right. Because I feel like it's the perfect computer it's for parent parents computer. who just need it for all <laughs> yeah. the basic web stuff. Yeah, especially if you feel like they've got a good monitor and stuff already. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a, and then like, they don't have to buy a my, new monitor. Every my time. dad eventually, when he needed to replace his old Windows laptop, ended up getting an iMac, mm -hmm. uh, and it was just because oh, it's a nice big screen, yeah, that I can see up close. Like he didn't have a small monitor. We didn't even think about a Mac Mini because it's like now you got to do keyboard and monitor and all that other. That's yeah. true. Less cords too. Yeah, yes. less cords. It was easy for him since he needed all that. I got my dad on the iPad because he kept basically bricking his PCs, and that was one of the best decisions I ever did. Because <laughs> he couldn't really mess hey, this up. This is your PC he... now. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's right, yeah. If it stops working, you hold down these two buttons <laughs> for 10 seconds. Well, speaking of bricking your computers, <laughs> Leif just pitched this off ball, and I swung really hard. <laughs> uh, 
Jordan M. Carson tweeted, he asked us if we saw the CBC documentary about Apple overcharging customers for repairs and the right to repair mute movement. Uh-huh. So this has sort of been kind of a thing that's been sort of bubbling for, for a while now yeah. with Apple stuff. At least a few years. Yeah. If you haven't seen this uh, particular segment, we'll put a link up on our website in the show notes. Uh, so this is a segment basically about how... S- in this in this particular segment by the CBC, uh, they try to get a laptop repaired. Mm-hmm. The Apple Genius recommends twelve hundred dollars worth of repairs because they said it was water damage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's little colored sensors in, inside like, the well, laptop. Not sensors, little colored chemical things inside the laptop. When that when they get wet, they yeah. change. They turn red. Yeah. Um, and enough supposedly enough moisture in the air would do it too <laughs> right people say but but he saw many of them were red so he's like well we have to repa- replace those like yeah. even if that's not the problem uh-huh. we can't right. do this repair without replacing right. that yeah. and then we have to repair this and then and then we'll see if the screen is damaged and if the screen right. is damaged then because the problem yeah. was he couldn't see the screen yeah but the it was relatively easy to repair wasn't it? yeah so then uh, what the the CBC turned around and went to a third party. Actually, I forget the person's name, but he's he does he has a YouTube channel. And he mm-hmm. he he talks about computer repairs and is actually sort of been an advocate against mm-hmm. Apple. And yeah, he basically fixed a problem in like ten minutes. It yeah, was a, it, it was, was a, a bad pin. There was a bent pin on the for the backlight. Yeah, of the, of the monitor. Yeah. So and I'm go ahead. So, anyways, but I was gonna say he. So he fixed a pin, mm-hmm. and he said, and then uh, CBC pers- reporter asked how much would that cost, and the the, the guy said he would wouldn't want to charge it charged him because it was such an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. he said if you wanted me to replace that, I would have done it, but just yeah. to repair it, put bend the pin back. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So I have my own story. I almost, I got really mad about it. This was several years ago. It was on the Michigan Avenue store in Chicago. And uh, I went, I was having a problem. My phone would not charge. And I couldn't figure out why it was. And so I had many good experience with Apple, Apple, Apple store at that very same store many times. And, you know, and I went in there and I was like, hey, my phone's not charging. Could you just help me out and do like, I was expecting a thing. They wanted me to give an entirely new phone. They, they put it on there or they were going to charge me like, $600 or something like this. So I made a scene in the store and because they, they told me that I they, they, there was water damage and uh, you know because the little red things in the in the old uh, connector you know were you know showing that there had been some kind of water damage and I was like does this you know this I carry this in my, my bag all the time so I dump my bag out on the thing and I was like you know it's uh, do you see any water in there? No there's dust in there. It's like there's nothing in there and stuff and uh, but I was really angry, so I stormed out of there. You know what it was? <laughs> the cord was bad. Yeah. The charging cord was bad. They had looked at my phone, and all they had saw was that water damage. They didn't want to charge me a couple hundred bucks for that. All it was, there was nothing wrong with the phone. It was the cord. Sure. No, that does make me angry. You can see I'm still angry about this. About 60, uh, yes. And that has been always one of the things I've, you know, I don't know. I feel like it is the new Apple, because I used to have be able to go in there, and they fixed it relatively easily in the same store. But... You know that was that was one of the reasons I was so angry is because I had never gotten that kind of treatment from them before, and it's it, I do believe this is a problem with Apple. It, it's you know, 
this is kind of like uh, Roman was talking about with the margins. It's, you know, it's everything so focused on making the money and stuff. It used to be the quality products and everything else. But now, especially that they're like the richest company in the world, it's like we got to just kind of keep that number going up and up and up. And that kind of factors into it, honestly. And we were yeah. talking about before the show, we don't even know how much those genius people know anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's certain – I think they have – I think as they've grown bigger, yes. they have they – have, put into place policies for like certain consistency yeah. that get in the way sometimes of giving people a good experience. Like when they, they go, well, like if you see the water, the water damage things are turned red, that part needs to be replaced. Yes. Like yeah. that's the policy. And it's like, there could be no water damage. That may not even be the problem, mm -hmm. but they're not allowed to do that repair without repair, re, right. re, quote, repairing that water <laughs> damage, even if that's not actually damaged. Like they're, they're not allowed to go like, well, the problem is something else entirely. We're going to fix right. that. They're not. So that's, that's kind of an issue. And, and this whole right to repair movement, you know, I'm very sympathetic with it. I, I yeah, agree that I agree. like there has been a problem in the past and Apple had a problem in the past with like sketchy repairs being done yeah. and sketchy parts being used and so on. And I understand that they want to give everybody, they want to make sure it gets fixed right and that they, people have a good experience. But at the same time, they go out of their way to make it really, really hard for, for right. anyone to repair anything. And it's like, I feel like you can say, just stop going after people mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for repairing anything. Stop, stop trying to sue everybody into oblivion. Just let it, yeah. Just, just go like, fine, you got it repaired somewhere else. It's not covered by us anymore. Right. Like, you're on your own. Yeah. And let people and people do that. would be okay with that. I think, I think yeah. people would be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. You, you, or even just, just make sure that you say, uh, all right, we're going to go after any third party repair uh, facility, un unauthorized repairs facility yeah. that doesn't give a clear warning that getting your thing repaired here means right. that it's not covered by Apple right. for anything anymore. Yeah. Like we're not responsible. You can't take a test to get fixed. Yeah. You know, if it's if you're on your own. Yeah. Like just make sure that people know right that's fine i just feel like it's it, they've gone too far yes i agree yeah yeah it's I'm try, i was trying to think of it from apple's standpoint and it, i guess the thing is so they have millions and millions of products out there and uh, we were saying before the show that sometimes at least i was saying that and I, I was talking to leif this morning about it you know you know when you talk to somebody who's supposedly a expert or genius and you don't get the impression that they really, they're not <laughs> yeah. leaving you that impression? Yes. Yeah. That's what happens to me at the Apple store. Yes. Yeah. So as even though they're, they're certified as geniuses and they've jumped through all the hoops and all the training, there are a lot of times when I'm sitting there talking to an Apple genius and I go, and I think, I know what's wrong with this. How can you haven't said it yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, and I guess it feels like they're following a script. Yeah. They're going right. through a process. If they say, if they say anything's wrong with this general area right. of our product, we run these tests, we come back and do this thing. Yeah. They're not really putting their own thought into, you know, and, and their own technical expertise into like, why is this wrong or something? They're just like using their specialized right. tool and giving you the result. And I, what I was trying to think of was like, why would Apple do it? And I think part of the problem is, is trying to find that many people who have that expertise and yeah. that knowledge mm -hmm. and that giant at that giant scale. You just can't find yeah. 
Yeah. How do you Us, service? So to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because, you know, if. How do you service? How do you how do you have 550 stores around the world right. that that service millions of customers? Right. With that have people with, who are quote unquote truly qualified to fix your stuff. I don't, so right. they have to so they have to create these programs that almost are are uh, programmed for that are kind of like directed towards the lowest common denominator of their employee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make, I don't know if that makes sense. So well, I think there's a different. There is a difference between sort of the the employees who work the genius appointments and just yeah, the sales. There people. are, yeah, like that. There's yeah. a level of training there that's, right. that I feel is different. Right. But I do feel like, uh, like like you said, it feels like a level of training, not a level of like personal knowledge right. and expertise. Right. And so, like we were saying, like I, I told Life this morning. Uh, you know, I, I can never, when I have a problem, a serious problem, I, I don't really feel like I can go to the Apple store because I know that there's a different way to fix this yes. than what they're offering. Right. A lot of people don't know that. We know that. Yeah. So it's, but where else do those people go? You know, and exactly. So, yeah. They feel like they can go and trust the Apple store. And, yeah. And I can understand why they want to put a process in place that makes sure. That that even if it ends up being ridiculously like overzealous about repairs, right. that it makes sure that nobody comes out of there with a fixed product that isn't fixed yeah. or isn't fixed yeah. right or isn't fixed long term right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think they're probably just leaning too hard into that. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I I wonder what you guys would recommend our listeners to be like. Should you go to the Apple Store? Should you go to a third party? Should they be an authorized third party? Authorized would be better. And authorized, you kind of get the best of both worlds, I think. Where you... Yeah, but you don't save a lot of money because they they, yeah. they have to follow a lot of those same rules um, about repair. That's true. Um, Who would you I, go to? It depends on what it is. If I ever had a repair that, that yeah. Apple... <laughs> like, I wouldn't try and fix it myself. They, I've seen iFixit take part of phone, and I'm like... Right. I'm, uh, I will not, it depends will, on the product, yeah. It depends will, on the product. Yeah, yeah, I will break that. I'll thing. never take a part of phone. I can never fix it on my own. I will, I will also never take a part of phone <laughs> yeah. anymore. Because <Yeah>. <laughs> you've already... Yeah. Uh, an old MacBook Pro, I would I would do, but yeah. the new ones are too in it, too tightly integrated. Right. They're too glued and everything, right. and they're not going to mess with that yeah um so i would take it to that personally i would take it to apple first mm-hmm. and if they're they're like if they tell me it's a, it's that expensive if they mm-hmm. tell me this is half the price of a new whole new yeah. thing then i will just say oh thank you very much yes. and i will right. p- take it out somewhere else and i'll roll the dice with a yeah. unauthorized third-party repair yeah. because the worst that could happen is, i mean i was gonna have to buy a new one practically anyway right and, the worst yeah. that can happen is the repair goes wrong and I'm back at square one, which is buy a new stupid right. laptop or something. Yeah, and I'll give you my redneck tech that I don't like. <laughs> uh, that you know, is because you know one thing: if you happen to have an Apple product and you live out in the middle of nowhere, like I used to, you know, there's not an Apple store anywhere nearby, and there's often not an authorized reseller. And it was like one time when my mom had a problem with her iPad, it was like I had to tell her to go 80 miles to Corpus Christi, whereas there was this you know <laughs> yep. guy in Victoria that could have fi- you know fixed it, but uh, you know, but in order to do it right, you had to go all the way to you know corpus and uh so that that's another thing is that you know that's a very specialized concern but it really limits who can you know the convenience of actually getting it fixed and misty on twitter is asking what about calling apple care first is that the best first option 
We got it. If you have Apple Care, yeah. Have it, yeah. Yeah. Most of in my experience, my personal experience, stuff that I've needed to repair has been out of warranty for mm-hmm. a couple of years at least. So I don't have a problem trying to fix it myself or going to a third party. I don't think I've ever had to my personal experience had to go to Apple with a product that was relatively new or mm-hmm. within the three years old. Okay. I've never had that issue. Same. That's, uh, That's lucky. In yeah. 2007, yeah, and I've been lucky that way, so. I had one of those MacBooks that kept burning up, and I went through mm-hmm. two of them, but they replaced those uh, fully each time. But yeah. if you remember, the battery used to like burn through the, the MacBook. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, a- Apple Care is not... I mean, all it changes is how much you end up paying. Yes. Yeah. But... Um, and and you're like any service plan, you're you're rolling the dice on like, do I pay more now to avoid paying a lot more later? Maybe, like if it breaks, yeah. uh, you know, I I shattered an Apple Watch and you know had no problem going in and going. I mean, it's like, what are they going to do? The whole thing is <laughs> a, a trillion pieces. <laughs> so she's like, yep, and I'm like, you're going to get. She's like touching it. The genius person. I'm like, you're gonna get splinters of glass in your hand. Like, don't. Anyway, and they're she's just like, yeah, just take off. She just took off the bands because they all they send in is the case part, and yeah. just be like, you know, you'll get this mailed to you. Yeah. And I paid my sixty dollars or whatever it costs, and I was that was it. Um, but yeah, things things that are more com like what are you gonna do? Take apart your Apple Watch? Yeah, like you know that there goes your water seal forever. So like, what do we <laughs> recommend Apple Care for? The watch, the f- iPhones, the watch. I I personally don't iPhone. It kind of depends on how rough you are with yes. your phones. Yeah. I'm really kid gloves with my phone. Me oh. too. I've, yeah. I like never drop no. or anything. Yeah. Like it gets. I only get a little scratch protection because like. It's in my pocket or whatever. I've yeah. already got a scratch on my XS Max. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on, the, on the screen? Yep. Oh, you need a screen protector. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't like screen protectors. I don't either. Um, MacBooks? But yeah, some people are really accident prone with their phones. It, yeah. So get it if you're those people. I've never gotten it on a MacBook, but I have. I never have either. But I, I've been, when I go to like a coffee shop. I've seen some pretty beat up laptops. <laughs> yes. So I guess your 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 case varies. So yeah. how much of a road warrior are you? Yeah. You travel a lot, you're using your MacBook yeah. all the time in a lot of different yeah. situations. It's getting thrown in different yeah. bags and luggage, maybe. And I've never used Apple Care, bought Apple Care with a desktop machine. Because it just sits on my desk. I'm not Yeah. So but that's, I'm not saying I don't, I don't recommend it. I feel like it, it's going to break under warranty right, if it's yes. going to break. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. so, um, a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's as, as extended service plans go, Apple Care is pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're less price gougy and they cover you better than right. most extended service plans. Yeah. Um, so that does just about does it for hot takes, but we do have two polls. We did two polls this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is because the the hottest topic of the week in the Apple sphere was about the the uh, changes to the bagel emoji mm-hmm. in the ba- iOS. Bagelgate. Hashtag Bagelgate. Bagelgate. <laughs> so this was done mostly as kind of a joke because we were kind of we were goofing on this. We yeah. were goofing on this, but like Twitter was on fire about it. So and we asked if uh, people were happy with the changes Apple made to the bagel emoji. Twenty four percent said yes. Seven percent said no. Sixty nine percent 
said settle down it's a bagel nice yeah so i you know it's one of those things where i can't imagine i don't know why it got so um why they they got so fired up in the first place about it like it's it looks like a bagel it doesn't look super appetizing but it looks like a bagel google looks like a cheeseburger or something like (laughs) that microsoft looks like a cantaloupe what the heck right (laughs) yeah microsoft's emojis are so bad um but so yeah, people got all worked up about it, and they're like, "It, it definitely it needs to be fuller, and it needs some schmear on there and stuff." And I was like, right. "Okay, that'd be nice, but come on." And then, and then after they did it, everybody got all upset about them doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna get mad at the donut emoji because it has like you know all those sprinkles on, it, and I don't like sprinkles, and so I'm gonna start this Twitter campaign. To get, <laughs> yeah. The, the nice thing about the you see, and the reason they did that with the donut one, I think, is because you know the sprinkles and stuff. It you can't. This is a donut, yeah. whereas you know a bagel. You, you maybe if you looked at a distance, you're like, is that a donut? Yeah, I think if it's small, it yeah. wasn't clear what it was when it was small. But I don't know. This is not. It's not nearly as severe as Google not understanding how a hamburger works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> was, that was good. The yes. Google cheeseburger <laughs> thing. Like yeah. I, it was like lettuce cheese patty. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. They, it's practically had the buns on the inside. It was so messed up. Remember yeah. with Apple, too? They got on them for a paella because it had shrimp in it and, uh, oh. and like the traditional dish in Valencia. <laughs> well, that's yes. the thing about emoji now. There are all these emoji that I will n- never use, and I wonder who actually uses. Like, I, now I can't even remember the name of it. When when the uh, reveal of the new emoji came out, oh, and there right. was like that. The eye. The eye stone. Yes. And I, I, I put it in our Slack room and I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Right. So, uh, but, and there, so there are a lot of emoji in that kind of realm where like it's, it's geared towards a certain audience and a, or a certain yeah. segment of population, certain cultures and stuff like cultures that. Cultures around the world right. feel differently about these things. But That's I sit fine. there and think, even if you're within that culture, do you sit there and go, I need to, Type in the emoji for the the eye and yeah, you the do. stone eye. What? I bet they do. I bet I bet so? that made a lot of people happy. <laughs> Isn't it like from Turkey or something? Yeah, so, yeah something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I guess my point is there are a lot of these emoji now that I'm like, who's gonna use that? You know, New Yorkers. So, <laughs> you know. But anyways, yeah. I'm I mean, glad. I li- I like that they're adding all these different emoji and everything because it's. It's no harm to me. Like it doesn't. It's make no my harm, but it makes experience. it hard to find the one I want to use now. I don't think so, because you there's search now. Like that's how I find yeah. it anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad they have all the skin tones and the different professions yeah. and all that other stuff. And well, that stuff fun. I can see using, but like like I said, like you know, I don't know if I'll ever use the bagel emoji. So, hmm. But that's just me. I guess. We go through a lot of bagels every week. Well, the thing is, it, the amount of time it takes me to look and find the bagel emoji, I could have just typed the word bagel. But yes. that's not fun. That's not fun. <laughs> the word I bagel say all the time. is not fun. You, you, everyone knows now that my if you get a text from me, it's not it's not entertaining. Yeah, I, mean, I am foggy and I don't get them. But so, yeah, uh, I use them ironically. Our second <laughs> poll is about what's happening this Friday. This Friday, the iPhone 10R goes on sale for pre-order, is available for pre-ordering at midnight. Uh, so we asked if people were planning on pre-ordering the iPhone XR this Friday. 16% said yes, 84% said no. So uh, I have a feeling that the people who are ordering the XR are not really our audience, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think part of that's that <laughs> self-selected audience, I think part of it is our audience 
They either bought the 10s or they're not getting anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Or how um, many do you think are actually just waiting for the reviews? Be like, I was. Yeah. I'm not sure if I want the 10. You know, the 10s or the R, but I don't know if the R is any good. So let me just see what people are saying first, and yeah. then I'll and then yeah. I'll buy That's it. That's true. I'll one. That is 84 percent saying. I'm not getting one. I'm not pre-ordering one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that They're makes not sense. Yeah. Wait for the reviews. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got a lot going for it in the sense that, I mean, there are definitely some sacrifices, but with that lower red screen and the size battery they have and it being LCD, that thing's going to be a battery life champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that, that and being $250 less than the yeah. 10S is not no yeah. small thing and colors. Right. You know? Um, at the D-Land... Uh, commented that they have an iPhone 10 and it's still working perfectly fine. There's no interest in any of these newer yeah, phones. Yeah, if you get a 10, you don't yeah. need a 10R. Yeah, no. you, you may not even need a 10, 10S. No, no, you're good. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Unless you really want uh, the Max. Unless you really need the, the big, Max. The that's, big, yeah, yeah. And that's what I send to review. If you have a 10S, yeah, a 10, if you have a 10, but if you have a, a 10S. But, and you like, I mean, I still look at my Max and go, Oh man, this this is pretty. Yeah, so, yeah. Is pretty. yeah. No, I like the large. Um, yeah, the large screen is just like because it's not just because there's no bezel, so the large screen gets sort of emphasized even more how, mm-hmm. how large it is. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So those were our two polls, and we have one last uh, order of business. Uh, we started a iPhone XS Max giveaway. Speaking of the iPhone XS. Uh, the entries ended yesterday, so and we have a winner mm-hmm. of the iPhone XS ding, ding, Max, ding. and this particular phone is going to Christian in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, congratulations! So, where congratulations, is, where, Christian. Where, where is Kalamazoo? Michigan. 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 Okay. So I used to date someone from Kalamazoo. So <laughs> it's fun to say. It is very yes. fun to say. <laughs> yes. So, so you were getting a sixty-four gig. You're getting iPhone a 10s Max t- Space, Space Gray. Gray. Yeah, uh, you're getting a brand new phone. We, we are, were just talking about how we love the 10s Max. So <laughs> we'll be we're, we're we're getting in touch with. I guess it's a him. Christian is usually a boy's I, name. Yeah. I at a certain so. point, you you can't say any you more information anymore. because of yeah. all the all the rules. You'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're get, we're getting in. Touch. We're getting in touch. Get we'll get in touch with Christian. So we can get you your phone. And if you're a Mac user, we have a really cool uh, giveaway that we will announce next week. Yes. Yep. So keep an eye out for the website. We're gonna we're having another giveaway starting next week. The value is about so, as much the same as this one. Yeah. So yeah. It's so, another big deal. Yeah. It's not another phone, but it is another nice piece of hardware. So couple technically. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Mac Mini. No, I'm just <laughs> brand new, unreleased. Brand new, 2018 <laughs> yeah. Mac Mini. So. We just took a Mac Mini and wrote 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I meant, speaking of the uh, giveaway. I was wondering what that I was. wanted to, uh, so one of the questions in the, in the giveaway was. Oh, right. So the way the giveaway worked was you can do an initial entry, and then you had to do a couple other things to get more entries, like uh, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you could do was to answer the question, <laughs> who is the most important man in the room? So, and if people. Wait, usually me. Usually it's Dan, our producer. The answer is Dan. So we were looking for D A N. Yes, the answer was Dan. We were also there was also one week. I think the week we started the contest, Adam 
<laughs> yeah. Patrick Murray was our producer. Okay. So th- for that particular thing, we were accepting that answer as well because okay. I, the video, the person yeah. who's a producer, I always call the most important right. man in the room. So, uh, so we accepted multiple correct answers. Yes, multiple correct Dan answers. Or Adam, but right. the answers we got were very interesting. We got someone who uh, answered with just someone. <laughs> okay, uh, my dad. I'm assuming this person's dad. Yeah, because neither Adam nor I have any children that we know of. Yes. Uh, uh, Several, a lot of people did get it right with Dan. Uh, One person wrote, all equally important to the winning winning in combination. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see who else. Uh, One person said, Sambe Metha? I don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs was... uh, It was meant to be an obvious (laughs) Easter egg for people who listen to the the podcast. If you listen or watch the podcast, you're going to get it. It was supposed to be, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast. You get another entry. Exactly. Thank you. Because there's no way to be like, we we know you listen to the podcast. Uh, Yes. Uh Someone put in my cousin, <laughs> uh, the sound guy, which I guess is supposed to be that. Dan. That would have worked. One person put Stephen Levy, which is interesting. <laughs> okay. Stephen Levy is a, a journalist who often covers Apple for those of you. Yeah. Is he with Medium? Is that right? He was with Newsweek. So, Sorry, uh, Stephen. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting answers here. Um, 43? Don't know what that... <laughs> I don't know. Does that mean anything to anyone? President? No. One off from being the most important. President? 43. The meaning of the universe went off. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> someone said me, so thank you, but uh, I'm probably the least important man in the room. Not true. So, uh, Someone forgot the name, so... <laughs> <laughs> so but they still yeah. tried. They thought, like, yeah, maybe uh, the effort will get them an right. entry. Yeah. yeah. They gotta fill in the blank. So, uh, let me try and That's, one more. I'm just gonna comment on how many papers you're rifling through. Well, yeah, yeah. there's there was a lot. So yes. uh, we did get a lot of entries. We did one. get As a lot of entries. Uh, there's another. My mom and dad. Someone put in me, the listener. Jason Cross is on here. Leif is on here. So yeah, there were a lot of different answers. <laughs> so. Just thought it would be interesting to, yeah, funny to end the show with a little bit of. We, we have to have another for the next one. We have to have a bonus question. That's another sort of podcasty, or just like kind of an Easter egg thing, like right. that, where someone, oh. yeah, because I want to get more crazy answers. Yeah, so. yeah, the crazy answers yeah. are really interesting. It, it turned out to be a lot more entertaining than it was an unexpected. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, bonus entertainment, bonus entertainment. So, but thank you very much. For any for you folks who entered the contest, uh, and congratulations to Christian. We'll be in touch with them. So, it's all yours, Christian. Yep. But that does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode six hundred and twenty-six. Yeah. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be on the air Wednesday at ten a.m. Pacific time, our usual time. Uh, check the website for topics. Uh, if you have an idea of, if you've got something you'd like us to talk about during the podcast, you know, tweet it at us. Uh, we're always open to listening to uh, suggestions from the audience. So uh, I'd like to thank Leif and Jason. 
like sure. to thank the most important man in the room. You're Dan welcome. Master. Thanks, Dan. And like to thank you, the listener, the viewer, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>